Can we please talk about the UFC event at the weekend, UFC Vegas 48, Johnny Walker against Jamal Hill. It was a really good card. It was, it, for me, it was actually a much more interesting card than UFC 271. There were actually better fights on there. And I said that from the outset. I thought that card looked way better, honestly, even though the, the original main event, which I believe was supposed to be uh, RDA versus, ha versus Rafael Fiziev, which has now been moved to a couple of weeks' time, that was the original main event. So you had Johnny Walker versus Jamal Hill stepping in to, into the main event slot. And even with the main event, the original main event falling out, it was a ridiculous card. When you looked at like who was actually on it, it was it was fun fights from from start to finish. Really, I actually stayed up and watched it, which is rare because it wasn't on too late. The main event walked out about two o'clock in the morning, which is not too bad for UK viewers anyway. So I'm going to be doing a wrap up of this week's UFC event, plus having a quick look at the news. Also, I have a viewer question, which I'm going to be doing my best to answer. So, stick around for the Burt Locker, episode 107. Right, so UFC Vegas 48. A tremendous card. If you, if you didn't catch it, there are some fights that are well worth watching on there. So uh, first off, you know, Buckley uh, was somewhat fortunate, I thought, to take that decision off of Al-Hassan. But the first two rounds were close. I thought Buckley took the first one pretty clearly. Round two, I thought, was a bit up in the air. But uh, Al-Hassan definitely came on stronger in the final round and definitely won the final round. I was surprised that went to a decision. I really thought that one would finish. I had Buckley by knockout in rounds two or three because he, uh, I do feel like he tends to carry his, his power slightly better because you see he's got quite a few late round stoppages uh, on his record. But it turned out that Al-Hassan uh, showed that he's got a gas tank. He actually did very well in the final round, so fair play to him. Then you have Parker Porter again. I thought he was somewhat fortunate to to get that decision. I think I feel like that one really could have gone either way. It wasn't a robbery by any means, but I feel like you know he, neither of them knew who was getting their hand raised at the end of it. Definitely shouldn't have taken the knockout for um, for Alan Badeau because. I completely forgot that Parker Porter has a head like a bowling ball. He, he, I'm not sure if it's possible to knock that dude out. He is so tough. He can just, he eats a shot better than just about anybody. Jim Miller absolutely smoked that clown that they put him up against. And I thought he would. I had Jim Miller by submission. Honestly, the odds on him getting a knockout were far higher. But either way, I did say that Jim Miller, 100%, had all of the tools to put that guy away. That guy they were putting in front of him, and it, with respect, he might have a bright future, but I did say he wasn't having a bright weekend, and I was exactly right. Because Jim Miller... Uh, he's just he's he's really good he, he is an absolute veteran he has got skills as well that inside leg kick was absolutely on the money it was the inside leg kick that allowed him to then walk him down and just start smacking him in the head and he yeah got the tko was i hoping that he would roll for an inexplicable cyril garn style heel hook you bet i was because that was the bet that i went with i went for the submission but 
Jim Miller got the knockout at this stage in his career, still getting knockouts over these young guns that they keep throwing out at him, right? For him to go out there, and he's he either loses by decision or he gets the finish. And actually, he wins more often than he loses, even at this point in his career, which is crazy when you think about it. He has been going for such a long time. He's, that was, what, his 51st fight, right? He said that he has no intention of retiring because he wants to fight on UFC 300. So he would be the only fighter to to fight on UFC 100, UFC 200, and UFC 300, and I personally hope that he gets there. And I, 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 I look forward to seeing more of Jim Miller. He's just—he's one of those guys that is an absolute legend of the sport. And, I, and yeah, it's, it's, what can you say? How, how can you not like that guy? If you're an MMA fan, I think you're a Jim Miller fan. I think that's fair to say. Anyway, then we had the main event. Uh, well, I, I told you, Jamal Hill hits different. He hits different, man. He's got. Weird power, like because see, is when you look at him, he doesn't look like this big, muscular, like kind of heavy hitter, but he hits like deceptively hard. You see the look on people's faces change when they hit him. They're like, "Whoa!" You saw it on Owen St. Pru. It's like, "Whoa, oh, holy crap!" That was that was ridiculous. And then you saw one of the most weird knock it like because he's got weird power he smacked johnny walker right in the temple and made johnny walker look like a glitch in a video game if honestly if i saw that in a video game i would be cursing the developers for making a buggy crap video game that's what he made johnny walker look like ridiculous like keep your eye on jamal hill honestly the sky is the limit for that dude so before we get into the news i just wanted to say thank you for supporting the show thank you for watching and if you could just do me a favor like share and subscribe that would be absolutely amazing it absolutely means the world to me also we do have the patreon as well uh, you get early access to the picks for on a friday night and also there is some extra content coming to the patreon I'm probably going to drop uh, one of my full stand-up sets onto the patreon i don't normally make them public but i've been getting back into stand-up quite a bit more lately and been you know tightening up my set trying to get better every time and speaking of stand-up uh, i'm gonna be oh, i'm gonna be over at the comedy cow tomorrow that's gonna be the 23rd so tomorrow comedy cow i'm gonna be at marston mortain in bedfordshire i believe the night is already sold out so i don't know why i'm plugging that night other than i'm really looking forward to it i i really cannot wait to go to that one because the comedy cow i've been trying to get on there for for quite a little while but they're usually booked up solid but i'm taking advantage of the fact they've got a couple of spots open tomorrow so i threw my hat in and luckily they have agreed to put me on i'm also going to be at first for laughs on monday and i'm going to no that's not true i'm not going to be at first for laughs on monday that's going to be on tuesday i'm at the somar tap and lounge uh near the nia in birmingham on monday for project mayhem new material night with shamza man shamza man is one of my favorite mcs on the circuit absolutely love that dude you should definitely go and check him out he's he does the spire bar in uh, coventry on wednesday nights every wednesday it's really good fun it's a really good fun i try and do that night every time i'm kind of in that area but i'm going to be doing his birmingham one at the soma tap and lounge in uh yeah on monday and then on tuesday i'm going to be at the first for last i'm going to be emceeing that night so i'll be a resident MC for the evening loads of great comics on there and i'll be just doing you know just introducing them really and letting them do all of the work so that's gonna that's all my stand-up sets so yeah in a nutshell like share and subscribe head over to the patreon extra content there one pound a month it's like buy me a coke every month which is you know you know you'd do that for me wouldn't you anyway let's so let's head into the news now we just uh, touched on the main event uh 
Jamal Hill obviously looking fantastic against Johnny Walker. Vulcan Uzdemir, well, Jamal Hill, for a bit of context, Jamal Hill in his post-fight interview said, you need to stop doubting me. Stop doubting me, all right? Uh, I don't think that many people were doubting him. He was quite a heavy favourite. When you're the heavy favourite, I'm not sure you can really grab the mic and go, yeah, yeah, all you people doubting me. It's like, yeah, not many people were with respect. Either way, you've got to say something. So that's all good, ain't it? Vulcan Uzdemir is tweeted out at Jamal Hill saying, I'm still doubting you. With respect, Vulcan, I think that Jamal Hill will do you, mate. Honestly, I, don't get me, maybe I'm wrong. That Vulcan Ustamir, five years ago, he was pretty good. Uh, he hasn't looked good in a little while, though. And Jamal Hill, he hits different. He hits different. I don't see that fight going well for Vulcan Ustamir. Do I think it's going to happen? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Because Vulcan Ustamir happens to be sitting a couple of places above Jamal Hill in the UFC rankings. He's currently ranked eighth. I don't know how he's still ranked eighth. He hasn't won in years like he's off two back-to-back -back losses now isn't he I, I haven't had a chance to check his record let me know in the comments i'm fairly sure ustamir has not won in a hot minute but let's be fair jamal hill is on a hot streak and i think that fight's gonna happen i think ustamir's gonna get knocked out bobby green biggest news is stepping in to take on azam akashev i think it's this weekend actually this weekend he's uh he's taken it benil dariush is uh pulled out with an injury Bobby Green has stepped in and he's calling all of the top 10 a bunch of pussies, right? Because he's saying that none of them would take the fight. No, they, they were all offered the fight. None of them would take the fight. And yeah, no, he's got a point. Also, I would say that Bobby Green has nothing to lose, whereas somebody in the top 10 100% has something to lose, don't they? They lose their rankings, they lose their spot. Whereas Bobby Green hasn't got a spot in the, in the top 10. And with respect, he's got nothing to lose. No one's expecting Bobby Green to win that fight. So he either wins the fight and pulls off a huge upset or he loses to a guy that everyone was expecting to beat him anyway and he took the fight at short notice and he stepped up and he took the risk. But really, it's a no-lose situation for Bobby Green. He gets an extra payday out of the same fight camp that he was still doing. I don't think he has to pay extra or whatever. So look, great move from Bobby Green, but... I wouldn't say it's like the bravest move in the world because what's he going to do? He's probably just going to get submitted in the first or second round and it's going to be an easy night's work for Islam Makachev. Maybe, we're, maybe I'm wrong, you know. I love Bobby Green. Do I want to see Bobby Green win? Of course. You bet you. I, I will be pulling for Bobby Green all the way. But realistically, putting my realistic hat on, I don't think he's beating Islam Makachev. Because it's like Makachev, he's just got that that style where the, that that brilliantly exciting style of just you know shooting, take him down, and you know what? He's good. He's he's really good. You can't hate on it. But you know we we've seen it for years with Khabib, and now we're seeing it again. Do I hope that Bobby Green puts a stop to that? Yeah, you bet. Do I think it's going to happen? Probably not. No. Right. So next, I'm going to do my first ever viewer question. So. I'm going to butcher this, by the way. I'm really sorry. I don't know how to pronounce your name, mate, but Uga Karaliagu? Is is that roughly right? I don't know. I don't, I'm torn between Nordic and maybe, I don't know, Turkish? I don't know. I don't know where you're from, mate. Please let me know in the comments. I, I don't know where you're from, but thank you for your question. Basically, uh, this chap chimed in. Uh, when I was talking about Brock Lesnar beating the crap out of Bobby Lashley, because I just think that's what would happen. Um... And yeah, he, he, he brought up a very good question of 
what would have happened if Brock Lesnar had gone straight into MMA out of college wrestling? Now, I think that's actually a really good question. There are a lot of things to consider there, really. Because, obviously, as we know, Brock Lesnar, he was, you know, NCAA Division Two, uh, Division One champion twice. Twice over, he did that. And, yeah, okay, he was probably full of steroids and whatever. But he still did that. And it still, still makes him an absolute elite-level athlete. And then, obviously, he went into pro wrestling. But, the re I mean, with respect, at that time, when Brock Lesnar was bursting onto the scene in pro wrestling... Like, there was no money to be made in mixed martial arts. So he 100% he made the right choice at the time. Now, when he did eventually make the transition to the UFC, a lot of people kind of made the statement of, oh, he's this fake-ass wrestler. You know, he's going to get... You know, what, what does he know about kind of combat sports? And, and Joe Rogan, I think, even said at the time, look, you wouldn't be saying that. If, if he'd have come straight from, from amateur wrestling... Like he would be, he would have so much hype behind him because he's this stud, amateur wrestler. And look at the size of him; he's ridiculous. So the thing is, it would have been a double-edged sword. Would we have seen a more successful career from Brock Lesnar had he gone straight into the UFC from amateur wrestling? Maybe there there is an argument to be made for that because look, at the end of the day, his fame was a double-edged sword. Because it meant that he never really got an easy fight. Outside of that clown that he fought in Korea, or wherever it was, sorry. He didn't really have any easy fights. The only guy that he fought in the UFC that hadn't either fought for a title, that, that hasn't either fought for the title or been the champion, either since or prior to him fighting them, was Heath Herring. Now, Heath Herring was a stud. Like, he was an actual... He, was, he had a lot of hype behind him, especially in Pride. So Heath Herring was no slouch either. And so whilst Brock Lesnar's record numbers-wise doesn't look great, you look at who he fought, and but that was my point last week with the whole Bobby Lashley thing. Look, who has Bobby Lashley fought? Nobody. Who has Brock Lesnar fought? It's a who's who of MMA legends and champions and title challenges. Those are the only guys that he fought, and it was because of his fame. But it was that same fame that allowed him to get the title shot, perhaps before he'd really earned it. Because he, he did he did fill in, uh, I believe, I can't remember who it was that was supposed to be fighting Randy Couture. But I believe originally Brock Lesnar was due to fight Czech Congo. That was the fight that was supposed to be happening. And with respect, knowing what we know now, I think it's pretty safe to say Lesnar would have beaten the fuck out of Czech Congo. You know, because he, 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 he's not exactly known for his wrestling defense, unless the probably would have just grounded him and smashed his head in. So, Brock Lesnar got the call because I don't know who it was that Couture was originally supposed to be fighting, but they um, they got injured or they pulled out for some reason. So, Dana White called up Brock Lesnar. It was the right move as well because that's the money move. Like, everyone's going to watch Brock Lesnar fight for the title, but Brock Lesnar still had to go and win that title. He still had to beat Randy Couture. And Randy Couture was no walk in the park either so i would argue randy couture won the first round that was not an easy fight so lesnar you would have seen him probably against many more people such as your czech congos people that that didn't really get anywhere near the title like before or since so you'd have seen him probably get a better numerical record but a lot of those guys with respect probably wouldn't have been quite at the caliber that he ended up fighting when he came in straight after the wwe 
And so, yeah, you could probably say he probably would have gotten some more wins under his belt. However, it would have been a harder road to the title because he wouldn't have had all that fame behind him from the WWE. So, obviously, he had, like, the look and he's a stud wrestler, so he would have gotten a certain amount of a push. But it wouldn't have been as instantaneous as it was when he did go into the UFC. And you've got other problems as well. Because where he came and stuck against Cain Velasquez, Cain Velasquez was a monster. And everyone knew it, right? Everyone knew that there was a chance that Brock Lesnar was getting dethroned there. Do you know, I, I don't th thing is, I still don't think it's a foregone conclusion because you've got to remember that, that Brock Lesnar, that wasn't him at his peak. He'd already had the diverticulitis. He'd already been quite ill at that point. So I don't think that Kane necessarily wins that one every time, like if Brock is 100% healthy. Because you've got to remember that Brock Lesnar, it, like if he gets on top of you, that's a bad night for anybody. Anybody, right? But I would say that it's more likely that Kane Velasquez would beat him. I'd say given that, because look, you, you know, look, given the evidence that we've seen, you know, Velasquez beat the fuck out of him. And there, you know, there's no shame in that. Velasquez is one of the greatest to ever put on gloves at heavyweight. But Lesnar would have run into him probably on the way to the title rather than holding the title. So you then start wondering, OK, so he takes that loss to Cain Velasquez if they meet on the way up lower down on the card right and he hasn't got that fame behind him does he then put together enough wins to get to the title shot that could have been a real hindrance but it's well worth thinking about it's an interesting thing to kind of discuss the kind of what ifs i guess but yeah i still think honestly he still would have probably had quite a successful career because other than kind of Cain velasquez you look at like a few of the other people in the division around that time, around the time he would have been coming into it because it would have been far early, you've got to remember, because he went into the WWE in, what, 2002, I want to say? That's quite a long time ago. You know, Andrei Olofsky was, was, what, the champion in 2003. So, yeah, I mean, that because that's a good point. Andrei Olofsky versus Brock Lesnar, both in their prime, who wins? I'd, I'd argue that, look, Olofsky's not going to be a walkover, but neither is Brock, especially Brock. Because people people can say all they like, that, oh, he wasn't well Joe, he, he's a shit fighter and whatever. No, he wasn't. He really wasn't. He wasn't well-rounded. You're confusing, like, not the best fighter with not being well-rounded. Because at, at one point, he was the best. Like, he had that belt. He held the belt. He defended it twice, which at the time, he was tied for the most heavyweight title defences in UFC history. Until quite recently. Until Stipe Miocic came out and uh, and beat that record. And so that didn't happen by accident. You know, and if you're holding that belt and, you've, and you defend it, at that time, you are the best in the world. That's what that belt means. There's no getting around it. So, yeah. In summary... I think Brock probably still would have had... I think his numbers would have looked better. I don't think the competition would have been as high throughout. It wouldn't have been killer, 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 killer like he did have when he went to the UFC. But I think there's a, there's a high likelihood he still probably would have gotten to a title because you've got to bear in mind, he would have come into it much younger, straight out of wrestling and straight out of uh, amateur wrestling and then he's got a few years before the diverticulitis hit him. And also, you know, back in those Wild West days of the UFC, you know, he would have been getting loosey-goosey with all those steroids. Like a fully roided up, fully fit Brock Lesnar 
tearing through that division. Yeah, I think I could see it. I think actually, yeah, I think either way he went in, he won the title, right? I think there's an argument to be made that if he'd have gone straight in from amateur wrestling, there's a really good chance that he'd have gotten to the title anyway, because let's be fair, he's a once in a lifetime athlete. He, he really is. He's a ridiculous freak athlete. And there are not many, there's there are not many like him and there won't be many like him again. So yeah, no, it was fun. Anyway, thank you very much for the question. I really appreciate that. If you let me know where you're from as well, I mean, I'm leaning, it's either, cause I don't know, the little accents on it. I don't know, say so maybe Nordic, but also the, I don't know, it, it kind of looks like a, possibly a Turkish name as well. I don't know, I don't know. Let me know in the comments before I end up offending anybody. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm purely guessing. I hope I hope I haven't caused any offense. Anyway, thank you, thank you for the question. I really, yeah, I hope, uh, I'd like to know what your take on it is as well. Just let, let me know in the comments. How do you, how do you think you'd have gotten on? And uh, yeah, so let's move on to Troll of the Week. So uh, we've got Dale Brown uh, is, the, is the Detroit Urban Survival Training. He is Coach of the Year because uh, basically uh, someone's noted <laughs> actually, when you look at the uh, all the other coaches, they're um, it's like combined wins as UFC coaches. You like you got hit Dale as a hundred percent, and you got all the other coaches. I don't know, but not a hundred percent. That's a good one. Uh, yeah, it's um, it was an interesting choice to have him as the coach. So uh, yeah, Peterson even saved his cigarette. So let's uh, have a look at it because Peter, yeah, Keith Peterson got hit by um, was it Chad Skelly, uh, the 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 wrestler, uh, he got a good bit of the weekend. But yeah, as he was going in and ground and pounding, basically clocked Keith Peterson in the face. Somebody has photoshopped a cigarette into Keith Peterson's mouth, and it never even came out. Good for him. He even saved his smoke. That is impressive. No nonsense, Keith Peterson. No nonsense from that man. Tell you what, Dominic Cruz must have been so fucking happy when he was watching that happen. But yeah, and uh, yeah, last one we have got, yeah, Coach Kavanagh. Uh, obviously, yeah, Johnny Walker did not have a good night at the office. Uh, Coach John Kavanagh is fast turning into uh, uh, Edmund Tanzarian, whatever his name is. Ronda Rousey's ex-coach, the head movement guy. It's like, yeah, keep moving your head, Ronda. She was getting her head smacked off her shoulders. Um, yeah, Kavanagh's starting to look, less and less impressive and you know what it's starting to look more and more impressive that conor mcgregor was able to do so well whilst coming out of that gym i don't know like it seems like because i did question when when kavanaugh came out after the mcgregor dustin fight and said no no uh conor had a had a had a fantastic first round very happy with the first round you're out of your fucking mind you're either lying or you're out of your mind and yeah maybe maybe Connor needs to move. Maybe he's just being told a bunch of yeses from people that are just wanting to, you know, be his friend and that. But yeah, either way, that is all I've got time for this week. And uh, yeah, I'll be looking at the fight. I think I think it is Makachev versus Green this week. Uh, I'll be doing some terrible bets on that card anyway. The bets will be on Friday. And until then, keep those odds long and those bets terrible.